Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Alright, so Griffin, thank you for coming in, and, uh, you know, I, I think we just, it's a, a good place for us to start talking, it's just, how are you feeling right now? I'm fine. Good, good, good. So you're, look, the, the other camp counselors have been saying that, you know, you've been having some, some, you know, some, uh, well, some behavioral issues. That's so. Uh, so so they sent you uh, to me, uh -huh. and you know, we just really rap about what's going on. Was it the was it the chewing on the like the banisters that was the like, chewing on the banisters and yeah. the like punching and melting holes in all of the trays? We don't even know um, where you got the stuff to melt the trays at. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, these are uh, uh, yeah concrete examples of mm, the the concrete the issues. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, oh yeah, that, yeah. The con <laughs> not, yeah, <laughs> that was a good pretty, one. No, um, it wasn't. Uh, someone almost drowned. I know. Um, I, I apologized. Uh, that one went a little overboard. I did apologize. Yeah, to Tommy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you're also a camp counselor, so this needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> The prestige. <laughs> we have fun uh, on this show. Hey, we have fun here. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I have COVID. I'm Griffin. <laughs> I I don't have COVID. <coughs> Apologies. Jesus Christ. He's Zach. I'm Griffin. One of us has COVID. One of us has COVID. One of us only speaks the Zach. truth, and one of us only lies. <laughs> Hello. There are two paths. Uh, my brother and I stand before one. One of us only speaks the truth, and the other has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? It's my favorite solution to that problem. It's the one of us always, uh, one of yeah. us always lies, one of us tells the truth, and then someone you pulls out a gun, them? shoots him, and goes, "Is he dead?" No. <laughs> <laughs> Got Figured him. it out. Oh dang it, gang! Uh, welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Uh, we're so, it's so in love. Well, with each other, but oh, definitely also yeah. with that... Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts, Volume Three. Guys, it's such a good book. We're just going right back in. But before we dive into it, Griffin, I do have an edition of our favorite segment, which is of course, study pet news. Pet news. Pet news. I'm going to drop this in here because uh, you also got to see this chipper little young lad. Okay. Joey, the two-legged pup, went from unadopted to starring in the 2023 Puppy Bowl. Joey! Yeah. He might be a member of Team Rough. 
But there's nothing harsh about this loving little pup. He's got legs. He's got wheels for legs. He's got wheels for front legs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, playing in the backyard with his canine siblings, Joey looks like any other helpful, uh, any other playful dog, except for one difference. Instead of running around, this tiny pup is hopping. With only two back legs and a set of wheels he's not uh, overly fond of, Joey's preferred way of traveling <laughs> is jumping around on two legs. Buddy. Yeah, but he was uh, uh, made his television debut in Puppy Bowl. Oh, God, Roman numerals. That is 19. Yeah. XIX is 19. Yeah. Right? Fuck Roman numerals, man. <laughs> There's a reason we stopped using them, aside from sporting events for some reason. Because it's. And outlines. Why do. That's a good. But they do use them in outlines still. You're right. We, yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, it depends on the outline, really. Well, the but, Romans yeah. were big into sport. That's that's fair. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. Oh. Some dude some dude thought using Roman numerals would quote give the game added pomp and gravitas in the public mind. That's Boo. it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I Lamar can't Hunt. Find what breed of dog he is. I passed so by I this and says he look, looks he's kind of got looks like a rat terrier or chihuahua. He's got some some maybe a mix. Yeah, like a mutt mix with a little bit of that in him. Yeah, he's just a tiny little boy, though. He got cute ears. He got cute, yeah. Like, those perfectly, like, big triangular ears. He's just a cute, cute boy. Joey, we salute you. We salute you. Ba-da-da-da. That was a rendition of the doop-doop-doop-doop-pat news. Pat news. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Zach, I'd like to introduce you to the most recent upgrade to um, my recording setup and my desk and oh, life okay. as a whole. Um, I'm excited. Normally, what I would have to do is get up and go to the kitchen. But now, I can just roll back and take my microphone with me. And I have a, my own little fridge of wonders over here. Nice! So now... I can grab a soda straight from the Fridge of Wonders and crack it right into the microphone. Nice. You know what? Crisp and convenient. Fridge of Wonders, we salute you. We salute you. <laughs> you want to hop into this tome? Yes, let's hop into it um, with our, our first bud. This is the Astral Soupial. Ooh, majestic sounding. I'm looking at um, just like a big grumpy possum <laughs> with just a bunch of stuff in its pouch. Uh -huh. Like it's got a little marsupial pouch. Uh huh. Um, and like he's holding a boot and just kind of looks pissed off. <laughs> and I love it. An oversized possum with thick patchy fur hangs upside down with its tail and uh, from its tail in a nearby tree. Its fleshy hands have five digits, including an opposable thumb. Yeah. In place of sharp teeth, a mouthful of flat molars result in an unnervingly charming grin. What is this very human-like marsupial doing in this book? <laughs> this unique marsupial collects odds and ends in an extra-dimensional pouch on its body 
and defends itself by throwing these objects at attackers. This motherfucker has a fucking pouch of pouch holding. Of holding. <laughs> yes. A belly pouch of holding. They have unknown origins. No one knows exactly how the astral supial came to be, but the magical anomaly cr- uh, likely created the first one. They are native to the astral plane. Ah. Occasionally, pulling from the extra-dimensional pouch has adverse effects, and the astral supial rips itself into another plane of existence. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that moment when it reaches down and it, it actually finds the bottom of the pouch yep. and pulls too hard. Turns and then himself it inside out. Pulls yeah. inside of itself. <laughs> 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 That's so fucking funny. Oh, God. Griff, I'm going to throw a black. I know, like, we just started the episode. I'm about to throw us wildly off track. Let's but, like, go. So were you, like, a Rugrats kid? Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about Rugrats. Um, So I used to have, you know, the, the classic Nickelodeon VHS tapes that were in the Nickelodeon Orange. Yeah. Um, But they always had, like, a, a, a short at the beginning of it. And there was one that I was a big fan of. And I forget what the kid's name was. But it was, like... The day that Johnny Simpkins uh, swung over the bar and became Inside Out Boy. I don't remember this. It's a series of shorts before like Rugrats and like other Nickelodeon cartoons on their VHS tapes about a boy who was on the swings and swung so hard he went over the bar and in doing so turned himself inside out. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) It's it's kind (laughs) of haunting. Oh no, his insides are on his outside, Zach. Holy shit. I know, right? So that that's what happens. They just pull themselves inside out and then they're in the prime material plane. But, but then yeah, the the astral supial inside outs themselves into a new plane of existence. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of becoming inside out boy. I love the idea of just like it reaching into its pouches, being like, "You dumb kids, get off my lawn!" They throw it some uh, a spatula at you. Here's a can of refried beans. Here's a oh no, and it's just gone. Yeah, they're referred to as tree huggers. Right. What when outside the astral realm? The astral supial prefers the safety of forest canopies and swamp trees. They use their strong tails to hang from branches or climb high into the trees to avoid danger. They remain peaceful, surviving mostly on plant life. When confronted, they would rather fang death than fight to the death. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's so pissed off. So it's a medium beast. Oh, man. So this thing's kind of big. Kind of chonky. Like, it's kind of chonky. It's at least like it's four like, feet tall. Yeah, like you know, uh, uh, you know, like a like a large dog, like maybe like a Great Dane great sized Dane. A Great Dane. <laughs> what, what's that from? That's the, like the a Patriot. Mel, uh, yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> the, the dude. Movie, the right? dude comes up to General Cornwallis. Is like, and he has a pair of dogs with him, sir. Great Danes. <laughs> That is a weird uh, guilty pleasure movie for me. All right. Yeah. I don't know why. It just is. Uh, it's got Heath Ledger. Yeah, as- oh, and Jason nice. Isaacs. Oh, man. Yeah. He's he, he's really good. He's not enough stuff. Anyway, uh, medium beast on a line, 14 armor class, 82 hit points. Wow. Which is like a big chunk of hit There's points. There's some meat on that supial. 
yeah, no, it's all the stuff in its pouch. <laughs> it just it just throws the pouch in the way, so all the stuff goes clang. <laughs> um, it's got a thirty foot walk speed, thirty foot climb speed. It's got a highest uh, stats, a dex of seventeen, and they just kind of go. It's got a charisma of fourteen. Yeah, it does. Ha- it does have a charming grin. <laughs> <laughs> I like its plus one to athletics. Yes. Like it's decent, but it's proficient, but it has a minus yeah. one strength. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, it's got dark vision after thirty feet. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't know language. So this isn't. It, it is an animal, but it's just. It, it's like a niffler from. Uh, yeah. From the um, from the bad wizard movies. Yeah, from uh, Turf Wizard School. Yes. Uh, but yeah, their their first thing they have is opposable thumbs. <laughs> oh, that's how they have advantage on athletics checks to, made to climb. Because they have fucking because thumbs. They have, because they have opposable thumbs. That's funny. That's <laughs> uh, really funny. Uh, but they have keen hearing and smell. And they uh, they have a multi-attack. Nice. They make two claw attacks and then they use astral pouch. <laughs> so the claw attack. Holy shit! There's a plus five to hit and does 2d6 plus three slashing. There's some big claws, Zach. Their claws are great sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great sword. Uh, and then they have astral pouch. The astral supial reaches into its extra dimensional pouch. My extra dimensional pouch. And chooses a point uh, it can see within 30 feet of it. Each creature within 10 feet of that point must make a DC 13 deck save. Roll a D6 to determine which of the following effects happens. The astral supial is immune to its own astral pouch effect. Well, that's polite. So there's ball bearings. Uh huh. Ball bearings roll out of the pouch, scattering at the end of the astral supial's next turn. On a failed save, a creature is knocked upon. Classic. Prone. Nice. Cooking utensils. <laughs> Cast iron cooking pans oh fly out of the pouch. <laughs> On a failed, uh, they take 2d4 bludgeoning damage. Tangled threads, a mass of thread and string, bursts out of the pouch. On a failed save, a creature is restrained until the creature takes an action to break the thread by succeeding on a DC 10 strength save. Wow. Astral mirror, a mirror imbued with a trace of the astral plane's power flashes brilliantly. On a failed save, a creature takes 1d4 psychic damage and is blind until the end of its next turn. Huh. Smelly trash. <laughs> Handfuls of putrid trash spill from the pouch. On a, on a failed save, a creature is poisoned for one minute. That's bad. The creature can make a DC 13 con save at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Or magic beans. Magic beans. This is not going like I thought it would. Magic beans bounce out of the pouch. A creature takes 10 or 4d4 fire damage on a failed save. Or half as much on a successful one. <laughs> they're, they're fire beans. Those are, they're magical, I guess. And a bonus action has something called Astral Traveler that I can do twice a day. The Astral Supial briefly surrounds itself in a shower of glittering dust and teleports to an occupied space it can see within 30 feet. Okay, okay. Nice. So it's got a twice a day teleport sort of thing. Yoinks itself inside out in a, for a brief moment. Yeah, just... Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Uh, and then it plays dead. When the astrosupial is reduced to 10 hit points or less, it feigns death in hopes of deceiving its attackers. Oh. A creature that sees the astrosupial in this state can determine it is a ruse with a successful DC 14 wisdom medicine check. <laughs> this ruse lasts until the astrosupial ends it. No action required. 
up to eight hours. It's a long time to the, fake death. The first attack it makes within one round of ending the ruse has advantage. That's so funny. I'm dead. I'm dead. Uh, I'm dead. Oh God. Ha! <laughs> Slash. Frying pans. <laughs> All right, so the astral sufiel is this thing a mess. rules. Are you it kidding me? Rule. It does rule. <laughs> this thing rules. Uh, great pet. Great pet. Probably this likes thing... to like take things from around your house and put them in. Its yeah, pouch. it's like a magpie or a ferret. Yeah, you know, you leave shiny stuff out, it's gonna be gone. But like, you should have known better. Yeah, but it's like you can work around that. You can work around it. You know, you got a box. You put the box away or you bolt it down. You got a metal box that you weld to the floor. <laughs> I was going to say, like, like you know, cats like to sit in cardboard boxes all the time or, like, in all warm spaces. So you just put a box. Instead of laying, laying on your computer, you just put a box next to your computer. Cat lays in the box. Yeah. My cats try to sit on my computer all the time. Uh-huh. Problem is, there's a lot of vents on the top of my computer, uh-huh. and my cats shed like crazy. Yes. So, you know, fun shit. What, um, if we had to make a new list of things that the astral supule could pull out of his pouch, what would be, what would be at least one thing? What would, um, if you were an astral supule, what would you pull out of your pouch? Oh, if I were an astral supule, what would I pull out of my pouch doobies. <laughs> like, I'd be that astral super Lit that, or, like, or not lit yet? Not lit yet. Okay. There's a lighter in there. Okay. <laughs> because there's something magical about the idea of pulling already lit doobies. Pull, pulls a lit Molotov cocktail out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It pull, yeah pulls it out. And he has like... Is that is that Astral Supial smoking a J? Is that is that big <laughs> possum token up? <sighs> I'm mortified. Yeah, I well, the vibe I am getting, and this is going to be a deep cut that um, Love it. is from uh, from our home games. Ooh, um, the time that our dear friend. Jeffrey, uh-huh. uh, in his first ever Monster Hearts game, his very first action was to <laughs> attack a raccoon. Yes. Um, he that did was using on uh, stuff from a garbage can outside of his character's tent. Um, literally, the first thing I said, What do you want to do, uh, Jeffrey? And he went, I tackle that raccoon. Yep. <laughs> um, in the most unhinged, um, decision i had ever encountered right off the bat from a player yep. um but that raccoon came back multiple times mm-hmm. and every time was this like because my character um, had learned how to talk to animals well yeah it, but even before that but there, there were there were monty sightings um <laughs> of him sitting there with a lot of like shaking fists yeah and 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 very quick uh chittering you to show his distaste you motherfucker <laughs> I and I love the fact that eventually I did get to put a voice to the to Monty the raccoon, mm-hmm. um, but all those moments leading up to it where he was just like a mad chittering, like slightly anthropomorphized thing. That's what I expect from an astral supule at all times, for sure. Like, yeah, just this like like you can sense that there's a little bit of intelligence there, uh-huh. and like this thing will definitely flip you off. Like, yeah, will um, hold a grudge can't do basic arithmetic 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm in love. Uh, <laughs> Astral Supial doesn't know what it would be like, what like what to do if you handed him five dollars, but oh yeah, knows the blood price. Oh, knows the blood price definitely. <laughs> I mean, same way that like same thing with crows, you know, like yeah, like the, but like you know, if you piss a crow off, like they know and like they're gonna come for your ass. But like you know, yeah, you give them a you know like a ring, they're just gonna ooh a shiny ooh, thing. Hey, thanks. Do you want this Dorito? Thanks. <laughs> I found it over there. I, it's too big for me, but your <laughs> large human being seems like it could eat a Dorito. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Griffin, you never answered your own question. What would you pull out of your extra dimensional pouch? Rubber ducks. That is the most Griffin answer I've ever heard. Hey. Um,. What? Please hold. Mm. Uh, Canada Dry? This is a delightful Canada Dry yes. ginger ale. Hey, Canada Dry, get back to us. Get back to us. Um, big. We will make them our sponsor someday. Big Diet Cola? We don't have to work together. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You don't, you don't right. have the Ask same. You don't have the same gravitas as Canada Dry. No. No, no, we do not. So, hey, Griff, yeah. we're 21 minutes in, and we're only on the first That's creature. We fine. Need to, That's we fine. Need to get, look, I love Astral Supials. Yeah. They're the coolest fucking thing I think that we have read to date. I don't know about cool. Uh, I love them. That's what I'm, All I'm right. here to say. Good pet? Good pet. All right. Zach, up next, we've got the Wok Wok. Wok Wok. Or Wack Wack. Walk, 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 walk. I think walk, walk. Tomato, tomato. Bet. Uh, this is a a a, a burb. Um, kind of likes like uh, kind of like a bird of paradise. Those colors, lots of greens mm-hmm. and blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, big talons, beautiful feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, its face is the face I would find in like. An episode of the Flintstones. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it, actually. Uh, and blood is dripping from its gigantic beak. Yeah, no, this looks like, yeah, the type of thing, like, you know, they would pour, like, ice into its mouth, and it would sit there and, like, chomp it, and then spit it back, and they would make margaritas, and then it would go, it's living. <laughs> yeah, 100%. A tall bird with curved talons on its long legs stretches its wings, which are edged with sharp bone-like ridges. It utters a soft whack sound from its whack. blood-stained beak. Because I'm, I'm, ha. because I'm detecting a theme here. Hit me with that sound one more time. Which one? Just uh, uh, of oh. when you walk, walk, walk. Okay, cool. Walk, 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 walk. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. When this predatory bird hunts the jungles and forests along the coast, it utters its signature cry. Walk, walk. <laughs> to coordinate with other members of its flock. So this thing's a, is Pokemon, a Pokemon, is what you say. <laughs> walk, walk. The closer the walk, walk gets to its prey, the softer it cries. Walk, walk. This 
was just rolling up, just <clears throat> walk, walk, walk. Oh God! Oh. Those who live in areas plagued by walk walks knows that when the cry stops, the bird is about to attack. That's so funny. Noted. Uh, they form hunting packs. Uh, they mostly hunt other beasts but they may attack small groups of travelers or in rare cases, whole caravans if the flock is large enough. When a walk-walk brings down its prey, it uses its talons to open the flesh and drink blood. Uh, huh. And they can be temperamental mounts, Zach. Oh. Like the axe beak, the walk-walk can be trained to serve as a mount. No amount of training, however, can wholly eliminate the walk-walk's bloodthirst. Even the best-trained and most loyal walk-walks often disobey riders and dive into a fray to drink the blood being spilled. No, Walter! I said stay away from the battle! Walk-walk! Walk-walk. Walk-walk! Walk-walk. Very good. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. It's a big, bloodthirsty Flintstones bird, Zach. Hey, Griff, uh, look at its fly speed. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> the Walk Walk is a large beast, unaligned, 13 armor class, 45 hit points, and has a 40-foot ground speed. A 10-foot fly speed. It's so slow. <laughs> it's a very big bird. Walk Walk. I think when it flies, it's like that, um, like, I don't think it's wings. You know how, like, when, a, when an animal would normally fly, like, it would bend the wings on the up, yep. you know, expand. I think it's just straight up and down. Yeah. There's no bend. It's just flap, 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 flap. This flap, thing flap, flap, flies flap. based off of pure willpower. Yes. It's like a bumblebee. It believes it can fly, so it does. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, plus three to strength, uh, pretty average, everything else. does have a slight boost to perception at a plus two. Uh, it's, it doesn't speak. It's a, it's a blood-drinking bird. It's a blood-drinking bird. Uh, it has a bloodthirsty pounce. If the walk-walk moves at least 20 feet straight toward a creature and then hits with a talent attack on the same turn, the target must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the target is prone... The walk walk can make one beak attack against it as a bonus action, gaining temporary hit points equal to half the damage dealt. Dang. Uh, it has keen smell, so it has advantage on perception checks based on smell. Uh, has pack tactics, so it gets advantage on attack rolls if at least uh, one of its allies is within five feet of the creature as well. Makes the uh, beak and talon attacks. Uh, each are plus five to hit. The beak does have a ten-foot reach. Uh, so, you know, it can peck from afar. Uh, Beak does 1d10 plus 3 slashing damage. Talon does 1d8 plus 3. And then there's a wing slap. Uh, it just slaps you around? Uh-huh. <laughs> whoopsh, whoopsh. Walk, walk. Whoopsh. Walk, walk, stop. Whoopsh. Walk, walk. Oh, oh, fuck. Ow. Walk. Oh, fuck, fuck. Walk, walk. <laughs> uh, recharges on a 5 or a 6 the walk walk slams its sharp edged wings together in front of itself in a 15 foot cone each creature in that area must make a DC 
13 dexterity saving throw. On a failure, the creature takes 10 or 3d6 slashing damage and is pushed away up to 10 feet from the walk walk and is knocked prone. So I guess it like, it does, it does say it has like bone like ridges lining its wings. So does it like yeah. scatter those in like a little, little needler cannon attack? Maybe. That's oh, what I choose no. to believe about the walk walk. I like it. Uh, hey, yeah. Hey Griff, you ever seen Up? Yeah. You know Kevin? Not Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, the big the big bird. Yeah. The the snipe. Yeah, the snipe. Yeah. Is Ke- is Kevin a walk walk? Hmm. I, it's been a minute since I've watched. Why don't you up. go ahead and pull up our pull up our? No, no, no. I'm looking at Kevin. I just I'm trying to remember whether Kevin kills and drinks any like blood. Well, no, it's a kids movie, but like, I mean, like like we see lions in kids movies all the time, and we don't see him you know kill and devour the flesh. Of I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> They went, hey, what's a you know a colorful bird that's native to jungles? Oh, the wok wok, definitely. Yeah, but Kevin's too pure, I think. <laughs> the wok wok oh, is Kevin. not. The wok wok is nasty. Right. Kevin's so lovely. She's just a lovely bird. And wok wok, man. I look at these things. I was like, I saw its fun name, and I saw it's a fun, colorful bird, and I was like, this is gonna be great. And I was like, oh. I thought it's a stank. Bird. I think it's kind of a stank bird. It's a Fred. It's a, it's a Fred I, um, Flintstone stank bird. I'm just imagining in my head someone that's mounted on this thing, and then like they take off into the air, <laughs> um, and then it's stuck with a mount that with a ten foot flying speed. It's yeah. like, I'll catch up. Don't you worry. Come on, walk, 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 walk. I can only go five feet off the ground, but that's not to worry. Walk, walk. I'll join the fray eventually. An hour passes. You get to the battlefield. The battle's over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lads. Oh, you made it. And the walk, walk, you know, jets off real fast. You can kind of get like thrown off as it goes uh, to drink the blood of the dead. Uh, All right, who wants some? Is anyone? Uh, there's the moment of like there's like a you know, bloody body that's on like a wall and it pff, hits the ground oh. to emphasize how over everything is. Yeah. Um, walk walks. Um, walk kind of suck. They could maybe make a decent pet here or there, but especially if you were a vampire. Oh, that'd be that'd be hilarious. You Look, walk into often... Barovia. You walk into Strahd's castle. The spooky music starts playing. This hot, sexy vampire is walk, there. Walk. Lounged in his stone throne with his glass of wine. And this stupid-ass bird <laughs> is right there on the ground next to him, chewing at some gristle. Walk, walk. Strahd, what the fuck is that? Uh, it is my beloved pet, walk, walk. Walk, walk. What the fuck, Strahd? <laughs> I needed some color in my otherwise drab aesthetic. I mean, it's got it's a pretty it's a pretty bird. Like it looks good. It really brings the room Honestly, the, yeah. the the colors in the room yeah. out. Thank you. 
Uh, fuck. Um, uh, I, just, maybe, I feel it looking at me. Maybe next. Maybe we wait till like the next fiscal year to try to like. To get in the walk walks. Yeah. That's a, that's some. We got to do some market a, research. We got to do a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> walk walk. Hey, walk walk. walk. Take a walk. 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 <laughs> that was pretty good. Ad break. <laughs> we can hit an ad break. All right. <laughs> Still using ordinary pet litter? Why bother when you could be using Litteraline? Litteraline is the premier pet litter for all your magical, monstrous, and otherwise magnificent pets. We at Litteraline not only bring harmony between scent and user, we bring alignment between pet and owner to a whole new level. Talk about chaotic good. Trying not to disrupt the workplace with your office imp? Try lawful neutral printer parchment. Adjusting to changes with your lycanthropy? Try chaotic good musty tavern. Your Yeti looking for some Christmas in July? They're sure to love neutral good mulled wine. Just don't give a fuck? We've got chaotic evil renaissance fair porta potty just for you sickos. In addition, all purchases of Litteraline come with a pack of our new waste bags of holding, so the next time your blink dog drops a deuce on a walk, you can whisk that waste away to its own scent neutral pocket dimension. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order now and start realigning the way your pet does business. Litteraline, a scent for all kinds. Zach. Griff. Twas Brillig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, it was fucking Brillig, my guy. Bro, it was the most fucking brilliant ever. Yo, it got brilliant up in here. <laughs> Dude, I was hanging out with the Slithy Toves. Was so we were that we were we were gyring and gimbling in the wave. <laughs> I can't. I I started this bit and I regret it. <laughs> hey, you love your surfer, uh, your surfer Jabberwock. It's a thing. it's a good one. Bring it Have home. I done this before? No, oh. I'm saying you're loving the moment. Just bring it home. No, that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got the, the next creature we're talking about in the Tome of Beasts is the Slithy Tove, um, which if you're familiar with the Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll, that kind of where it's uh, uh, has its origins from. Uh, but this this little from you know nonsense nonsensical poem to D and D source material. It's a cool like six legged white furred anteater. Yeah, like a fairy tale ass anteater. Yeah, with like yeah six legs. The fur kind of goes to blue at the end, like at the end of the tail and the the feetsies. And it's just kind of standing majestically upon this mushroomed ridge. Yeah, yeah. A small white anteater with blue fur on its paws and tails, small nubs of horns on its head, and a long tail sits up on four of its six legs. Then it frantically leaps into the air, paws at the ground, and jumps in circles. Well, that. Slithy toves are adorably strange little creatures infused with a touch of fey magic. They love to play and cheese. They can't get enough cheese. <laughs> Which is funny because I wouldn't expect an anteater esque thing to enjoy cheese. Yeah, but just kind of just, just 
got that big tongue to just kind of like lap up the cheese. Yeah, just lap it up. Num. Num, num, num. Slighty toves are exceedingly social creatures. Living in crowded colonies, in large, many-chambered dens they dig out in forests and grasslands. They subsist primarily on vegetation and insects, but they have an intoxicating love of cheese. Because of this, they live close to humanoid settlements where they raid local stores of cheese. They love to play and turn any scavenging venture into a game. They are intelligent enough to prove very challenging to keep out of cheese stores, and some humanoids, tired of fighting the Slithy Toves, leave out cheese snacks on regular schedules to appease the creatures and save the rest for markets. This is great. This is great. I'm imagining the dark um, AU where, like, the Slithy Toves, they're like, oh, man. I haven't had a fix in three Come days. Come on, Zach. This is what this it, is the opposite of. But what if it wasn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's. But what if it wasn't? But it's just the good to the bad. I, I don't like that. Why may? Why? Why did you make a cheese a cheese addict? <laughs> why did you make this thing into a fucked up cheese addict, Zach? Hey, look. If we're talking about cheese addicts, Zach Rob is already God there. damn it. Do you, like the Slithy Toves, have a bonding musk? I don't know. Did you smell a particular uh, musk around the time that we started bonding? Hmm. I don't recall. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't That's know. That's the thing. That's the thing about the musk. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you said that in the worst way possible. <laughs> That's the thing about the musk. Oh, glad. Uh, Slithy Toves <laughs> emits a powerful musk that is mildly hallucinogenic <laughs> mildly hallucinogenic to humanoids making them complicated complicated neighbors <laughs> what whoever wrote the entry on the Slithy Tove popped off to them, the musk is what bonds them to their colony, and each colony's members share a unique musk. If a colony takes a liking to a humanoid or a humanoid family, especially a humanoid that provides the colony with cheese, colony members might rub their musk on parts of the humanoid's property, showing other slithy toves that the humanoid is part of their colony. That's cute. These, I, oh my god. I love the slithy toes. <laughs> Why cheese? I don't Why know, but cheese? I'm fine with it. Oh. They're small monstrosities on a line. I love them. 15 armor class, 91 hit points. Uh, Damn. 40 foot walk speed, 10 foot burrow speed. Uh, they are maxed out on dexterity. They have plus five dexterity. Damn. Holy shit. Plus three constitution, plus two wisdom, minus three intelligence. So while they're not humanoid intelligent, they're more than your average animal intelligent. They're smarter than your average slightly toe. <laughs> smarter than your average uh, jub jub bird. Another another yeah. thing from the Jabberwock. Another thing yeah. with Jabberwock. Yeah, I got uh, they are immune to paralyzed, poisoned, and restrained conditions. They have a bonus to perception and stealth, dark vision of 60 feet. They understand common but cannot speak. They have an ability called distraction. 
Each creature with an intelligence of five or higher that starts its turn within five feet of the Slithy Tove must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom save or become incapacitated until the start of its next turn as it hears imaginary murmurings and sees movement in its peripheral vision. On a successful saving throw, the creature has advantage on saving throws against distraction uh, of all Slithy Toves for the next 24 hours. Uh, it has it makes a multi-attack with a, a claw and a lick with its big anteater tongue. The claw is a plus seven to hit, 3d4 plus five slashing damage. Dang. And the lick has a 15-foot reach, 1d8 plus five bludgeoning damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 13 strength save or be pulled 10 feet closer toward the Slithy Tove. It has a recharge ability called Musk of Clumsiness. Recharges on a five or a six. The Slithy Tove discharges musk in a 30-foot cone. Each creature uh, in that area... I hated that sentence. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hated saying it. Each creature in the area must make a DC 13 constitution save or take 10 or 3 D6 poison damage and be poisoned for one minute. When a poisoned creature attempts to move more than five feet on its turn... They must succeed on a DC 13 dexterity save or fall prone, stepping in a hole, hitting its head on a branch, tripping over a rock, bumping into an ally, or some other clumsy act. <laughs> and they can repeat the save at the end of their turns. Uh, and then as a bonus action, they can uh, magically teleport up to 30 feet away and take the hide action with their hidden step. They're very cute. But yeah, that's the Slithy Tove. We love a slithy toe. I, I, I think they're great. The only thing I think that is going to be a hard to make them a good pet for your average Joe to have is their need for social interaction. I feel like they're kind of pack or herd creatures by design. Yeah, you'd have to have a whole bunch. Yeah, like if you had like a slithy toe ranch or something, like you're golden. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe even like, but like you're you're probably looking at. Probably minimally three slithy toves in your household. Yeah. And you'd need to probably learn how to make cheese. Because mm -hmm. cheese gets expensive, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, well, I wonder how much of a quantity thing it is. Because, like, when I go at three in the morning to eat shredded cheese out of the bag out of the fridge, um, will my slithy tove just join me and just take a couple nibbles? See, my shameful cheese um, eating um, is buying a block and then just taking a few bites from the block of cheese. No. <laughs> and then wrapping it back up and cellophane and putting it back. Sack. You just take I'm the wedge of cheese and just go. Well, not a whole wedge, but like, you know, you go to the supermarket, you buy like a little block of, uh -huh. you know, like, you know, some, some sharp cheddar. Yeah. Uh, I'll open the package, you know, like either rip off a nice chunk or I'll just take a nice bite from it and, you know, munch for a bit and then I'll put the cheese. What's left back? I fall more. In if there's any left to put back. I fall more in love with you every day. <laughs> Thanks, bud. What's your favorite cheese? Oh, dude. Oh, that's a hard one. See, I, I love a nice sharp cheddar. Yeah. Like, like, like just to like eat cheese. A good sharp cheddar. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong with yeah. that, you know? I like a nice um, a chihuahua. Ooh. It's a good Mexican cheese. A, pro, a provolone. Provolone's a good classic, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not a big fan of ricotta, though. No. I, I lean more, I definitely lean more like Mexican cheeses than like mm-hmm. Italian cheeses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, you got your Parmesan Reggiano. Uh, hard to beat. The OG. Your mozzarella. Oh, you love some mozzarella. <laughs> but like, but like some. Uh, hey, hey, Italy, I'm so sorry. Hey, Italy, eat my whole ass. Uh, <laughs> there's gonna be like some italians in like like, like berets in like tactical gear at your front door that are like come with us i just recently patronized an italian restaurant so i think i've earned myself some like slight goodwill recently um okay. i dropped i dropped some 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 fat stacks on some italian food okay damn that's fair I love the slightly toe. This is a bomb ass creature. I'm adding slightly toe to my ever growing mental list of just like things to throw if I ever some at some point maybe probably not uh, ever run D and D again. Uh huh. That's where I'm. That's where I'm miss, getting to. I miss D. I miss D and D, bud. Fuck. Anywho. Anyway, <laughs> say goodbye to the slightly toe, Zach. Goodbye, slightly toe. I love. Oh, great. Ah. Are you, as they said in the DreamWorks picture, The Prince of Egypt, we're playing with the big boy. <laughs> All right. You ever seen that movie? It's been years, but I'm, I don't remember that quote in particular. Yeah, it's uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, and they're like the the high priests of you know the the gods of Egypt, and they're like the playing with the big boys now. Sure, and they play a whole song about how their gods are better than you know God. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm like, fucking get it. We're we're playing with the big boys now. We're playing with the big boys now. This is the Chaos Raptor. Ooh. Yeah, so we're just looking at like a big ass bird of prey. Whoa. I would say like an eagle, probably. Yeah, it's got, but it's got this like wispy blue energy around. Yeah, it's it. got some some slight like bald eagle uh, colors yeah. going on. But it's like gray and and like dark. Well, a lot of shades of gray and white. And yeah. Stuff. A massive bird flies through the mountain and out the other side. It dives bombs the town. Leaving chaos in its well, that's wake. That's rude. A distant relative of the rock. Rock. The chaos raptor is an enormous avian creature that delights in causing havoc in humanoid settlements. Rude. Not starting off. <laughs> it's it was called the mountains. chaos raptor. Did you think it was yeah, gonna go I, well? <laughs> hey, you know, I feel like I thrive in my own form of chaos. Um. Which I think, for the most part, uh, turns out positive. All right. So, you know, I was hopeful. Yeah, boy. Anyway. It slumbers within mountains, awakening when hungry, at which time it flies to a nearby settlement, driving the residents mad. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes it. They're like, oh, a man. man. While the townsfolk scatter, incapable of controlling their random urges, the creature absconds with enough locals to sate its hunger. So, so by causing havoc in humanoid settlements, quote unquote, we mean 
kidnapping locals to sate my massive hunger. Got it, got it, got it, got Driving it. Driving the it. people crazy to cover me stealing a bunch of the locals. Got yes. it, got it. Cool, fresh. Born of stone. While not made of stone, Chaos Raptors have an affinity for it. They can easily travel through stone and hide inside I'm it. I'm sorry? Rejuvenating their bodies. Yeah, they, they have an earth glide. It's a bird. They don't do that usually. <laughs> but I, Usually, but this one does. Some scholars believe they originate from the elemental plane of Earth and arrive on the material plane through a massive portal deep within the mountains. What the fuck? They're harbingers of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Chaos raptors cause chaos wherever they go, and indeed, they enjoy disorder. They do not delight in cruelty so much as reckless abandon and disruption. Huh. Apparently, they're worshipped and appeased. I mean, if a, if, it is common. if a gigantic 50-foot bird landed in my neighborhood and was like, bring me chicken fingers... Like, I would do it. I'm just saying, I yeah. would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, it's common. Yeah. It's common for a chaos raptor to nest inside a mountain near a particular town. The locals often worship the chaos raptor as a deity, bringing sacrificial offerings of livestock or even people to appease its hunger. This meets with varying results, for the Chaos Raptor is ten temperamental and sometimes attacks even when it is not This hungry. fickle ass, this is this bird is the equivalent of the like, oh, it's like, OMG, I'm so random, XD kids in high school. Oh my god, I'm so random. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not hungry, but I am going to eat four people. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I quirky? LOL, I'm so random. Uh, but yeah, it's a gargantuan monstrosity, chaotic neutral, match, uh, armor class 18, 248 hit points, 20 foot on the ground, 80 foot burrow speed, 120 foot fly That's speed. That's so fucked up to me that this big eagle has an 80 foot burrow speed. Yeah, it just goes straight through the stone, man. It's got a 28 strength. Jesus. Is that stronger than a storm giant? I think that is as strong as a storm giant. That's a plus nine to strength. Yeah, storm uh, storm giants technically rocking a twenty nine. Oh, okay. So the modifier is the same, but the storm giant would win ties. <laughs> it's just a little stronger. <laughs> uh, it's uh, good with a uh, dex con. Wisdom and charisma saving throws for some fucking reason. Sure, it's the chaos. Uh, the, well, that was about the, the yeah. It's the for chaos. some fucking reason is exactly the answer. Yeah, right. Uh, it's got pretty good with perception. It's got a tremor sense out to sixty feet, and it understands common and Terran but can't speak. Huh. Challenge rating of Sierra uh, thirteen. Jeez. So it has an aura of chaos. When a creature with an intelligence of four or higher starts its turn within 30 feet of the Chaos Raptor, the creature must make a DC 18 uh, charisma. I almost said charisma. <laughs> charisma saving throw. On a failure, the creature can't take reactions until the start of its next turn and must roll a D8 to determine what it does during that turn. Oh. On a 1 to 4, the, cre the creature does nothing. On a 5 or 6, the creature takes no action but uses all its movement to move in a random direction. <laughs> And on a 7 to 8, the creature makes one melee attack against a randomly determined creature with, uh, within its reach. Or it does nothing if no creature is within its reach. 
At the start of the cast, Raptor's turn, it chooses whether this aura is active. Interesting. So it's like the confusion spell, but yeah. in aura form. But in aura Blech. form. So it could just be a thing that is always happening. Jesus. And I want to note that um, it's not like a you'll, you're immune to this thing for so long. So if you leave this thing and come back, you have to redo oh, it. Oh, wowzers. At the start uh, of but each yeah, turn. Earth glide. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Murphy. Yeah, damn, that's rough. Uh, but yeah, it um, can burrow through non-magical, unworked uh, earth and stone while doing so. The cast raptor doesn't d- uh, disturb the material it moves through. So it just kind of uh, shadow cats through stone. Yeah. It can fly at the mountain and be like, it has nowhere to go. There's only the mountain. And then it just... What the fuck? And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Did that? Uh, you so all he, saw that, right? Did that eagle just go into the mountain? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sh- like, like, into it the didn't mountain. even leave a dent. No, it just went into the mountain. I, I'm confused. I. Um, and the eagle's just, just like, realized- that's the point. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, get it, motherfucker. <laughs> Got him. I want to hear David Attenborough talk about these. Mm. Mm hmm. Yes. Can you do a good David Ed? No. Hang on. Give me two minutes to look up a uh, a voice reference. Hmm. It's like, oh, the chaos. This is David Attenborough talking about uh, ants. Lovely little creature. Very good. Okay, I've got it. You got it? No, but. All right. All right. All right. Hit us, Griff. Up. On the top of the peaks, we see the majestic Chaos Raptor. While it mostly takes to the skies, it has been known to plummet straight from the uh, tops of its home through solid stone, even. That was pretty good. Pretty good? I I really Um, enjoyed it. It has been known to (laughs) I went, uh, I went... Right in the middle there, I think right around that point, I went a little Arthur Eggfort, but yeah, just, just I mean, they're not far off. I am nothing what if not adventuring. I am nothing if not a mimic and a parrot. There we are. Uh, but yeah, it's got keen sight, and it's also got regeneration. The Chaos Jesus. Raptor regains twenty hit points at the start of its turn if it's at least oh if at least half of its body is submerged in earth or stone. Oh, cool. If the Chaos Raptor takes thunder damage, this trait doesn't function at the start of the Chaos Raptor's next turn. Nice. Interesting. That makes sense to me. The, yeah, it's like disrupts the atoms. Yeah. yeah. Shakes them up. Ugh. The Chaos Raptor dies only if it starts its turn with zero hit points and doesn't regenerate. It's got to either That's kill rough. it with thunder damage or kill it and then hit it with a shatter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got a multi-attack. It makes one beak, one talent. It's beak, holy yeah. shit, plus 14 to hit, 4d8 plus 9 piercing for an average of about 20. I mean, that beak uh, is the size of my home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's talents plus 14 to hit, 4d6 plus 9 slash. Jiminy Christmas. Um, uh, and the target is grappled with an escape of DC 18. Yeah. That's 
Tough. I mean, again, th- those claws are the size of my home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pro- probably not. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think we can even keep it in like like. We don't have a building big enough. Like not even just size Maybe constraints, either. but just like ethically, with that chaos aura thing. Like we cannot keep this thing around a bunch of other stuff in the shop, let alone us. Yeah. We'll end up opening all the cages. Yeah. And then. And it'll be bad. It'll be bad. And where will we be? What about us? What about us as multiversal what about businessmen? Us. We can lose the money. The money, though. This thing's not good for money. Oh, no, it's not. So I'm sorry, Chaos Raptor, but you're going to have to go back to the mountains. All right, so Chaos Raptor. Yeah. What would be, like, a more palatable type of raptor? <laughs> like, not chaos? <laughs> what would be, like, the other vibe? I was I was going to say vibe raptor. <laughs> Ooh, the vibe raptor. Okay. <laughs> like, shows up and everyone's like, oh, I feel great now. Yeah, vibe raptor does two things. One, just constantly on its own has immaculate vibes. And yeah. two is a picture perfect vibe check. Oh, like definitely. if the vibes are off, Vibe Raptors it like knows. gang. Insight is insane. Gang, this place ain't it. What would the Vibe Raptor like? You know, like the 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 Chaos Raptor can go through stone. Mm-hmm. What can the Vibe Raptor Raptor go through? Vibe Vibe Raptor it, it, can go through like crowds. I think. Oh, nice! Um, like, like it just floats through the crowd, like, like yeah, like concert venues, raves, smosh pits. Um, yeah, it goes to it can go through lines, like for waiting for things. Yeah, the Vibe Raptor will either go to like the front of the deli, say, and just go up just go to the front of the line and no one's gonna bother saying like hey you gotta wait your turn in line because they're too taken with the vibes and just be like yeah honestly bold move i respect it (laughs) or you're just having such a good time with the vibe raptor that the line just you're got you're there before you know it so when the vibe raptor is at least partially uh, within a crowd, <laughs> instead of regenerating HP, it generate like its plumage generates to resemble like a like a big nice mullet or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like just just like like it looks right. It regenerates its bank account so that it can oh, continue so it can to d- the good keep vibes. having good times. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Um, if it is, yeah. I'm di- I'm digging the vibe raptor. If it's partially submerged in uh, a cloud of hookah smoke, then it's uh, yeah, in in vape, <laughs> <laughs> but only like good smelling vape clouds, like yeah. cucumber jalapeno melon or oh shit, not like fucking this is strange. not like fucking peppermint grape or something. Yeah. Nah. Dang. Good vibes Yo, only. Hey, you know what? We turned it around. I'm here for the Vibe Raptor. <laughs> the, the Vibe Raptor. Hey, the Vibe Raptor can hang. 
And as they say, if you can't hang, there's the door. There's the door. Okay. I love it's a Sleeping it. with That's Sirens song, catch. Zach. Oh, I don't know. You can't hang, I, baby. There's the door. I don't, I don't know. Oh. I don't know the band. It's a good bop. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I, um, I think it's a good place to stop. I think it's a good place to Honestly. stop with the Vibe Raptor. You know, we've had uh, pissed off possums, blood drinking wow. burbs. Just the loveliest little little cheese eaters that there will ever be, <laughs> and then and then the and then a vibe raptor. So you know, I'm feeling content. I'm feeling. The great. thing you said for the slithy toad sounds like one of those like weirdly translated um, like uh, terms of endearment in other languages, like these yes. cheerful little cheese eaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, you cheerful little cheese eater. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Sorry, it, it 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 doesn't translate. Sure, all right. I do like cheese though, Got- so like I'll take it. Oh man, yeah. Uh, yeah this these have all been again from uh, Cobalt Press's Tom of Beasts three. If you're any, we love if you're it. any sort of familiar with the show, you know we love the folks over at Cobalt Press. Go make sure you check yeah. out uh, their Tom of Beasts and their other fine products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been one I've been meaning to check out called the Toma Heroes. Ooh. It looks like it's got like several, like almost two dozen subclasses, Ooh. including a gun wizard. Gun wizard. Um, so I've got. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as per usual, if you enjoyed our bullshittery, you're sure to enjoy the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. Go give them a listen. Uh, we love you. We love you. As always, you know, Patreon, patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. Our, our, we have a merch store at tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight. Yeah, get, get, some, uh, get some t-shirts. Get some stickers. Get a tapestry. Get a notebook. Who knows? A, you can get all of those. A pillow. You can order any of those things at tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. it. End of episode. Bye. End of episode. (laughs) We have a thing we have to Fuck, you're right. Uh, (laughs) I've been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day. It's all about Tove, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Zach. I'm clever. Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 107 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Roger, JJ, and Savani for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. And until then, in the words of my favorite NPC from Divinity Original Sin, no one has as many friends as the man with many cheeses. 
This has been a Ghostlight Media production.